0: Welcome to Monologues by Hasse, where I'm going to be dropping unsolicited brain dubs from the depths of my grey matter. I'll talk about life, money, society, and self development, plus whatever else lies up there, whilst hopefully not getting cancelled. This week I'm in Sri Lanka for a friend's wedding and I particularly enjoy being in Sri Lanka because one of the things that brings me a lot of pleasure is being able to speak my own mother tongue, Sinhalese. And I need to acknowledge something. I'm almost 30 years old and for the majority of my life I haven't really been able to speak conversational Sinhalese in a way that has been useful and helpful to me when in Sri Lanka. But in the last eight to ten years, I have been traveling to Sri Lanka myself and I've always made the opportunity to try and speak with family members, to try and speak with the drivers who are taking me from my airport to my grandparents' house. And through this process of kind of fumbling, I've been able to improve my proficiency in my own mother tongue to the point where Even my parents are surprised because they simply did not make that investment in getting me up to that proficiency. And on the topic of learning languages, it is a bit different when you are from the culture of the language that you are trying to learn. The best way to kind of simplify that is, let's say that your parents are ethnically Chinese and they speak Mandarin or Cantonese at home, but you have grown up only speaking English. And so when you try to learn Mandarin or Cantonese again and speak that to a proficient level, you often have the opposite problem that a beginner in the language has. And your problem is that you can often comprehend, you can understand that language extremely well, but you may not be able to speak it. And what I've realized is that what, what this actually represents is you understand the vocabulary. You have a basic understanding of the grammar. There's a part of your brain that can process this language. But the reason that you can't speak it is you uh, lack the confidence to speak it and lack the confidence to make mistakes, which is important. And you have a sense of perfectionism. And the reason why we have a sense of perfectionism when we're Trying to learn a new language is we can already speak the language we currently speak in my case which is English. English is more or less my first language as far as I'm concerned no matter what I actually began speaking when I was born because all my education has happened in English. The language that I am best at in the entire world is undoubtedly English. So when I try to speak my own language, Sinhalese, what used to happen with me is there was a sense of perfectionism, that I felt like I had to be as proficient in Sinhalese as I was in English. And of course, if you haven't spent time learning your mother language, be it Cantonese, Mandarin, or Tamil, you all of a sudden, you can't have the same level of proficiency in your current language, which for me is English, in my mother tongue. Which is Sinhalese, and I actually had to get over this sense of perfectionism, uh, and which compounds if you have low confidence in yourself, you're going to be unwilling to make mistakes because people will laugh at you, and that happens to me all the time, and I've probably gotten to the point where. You know I can actually navigate Sri Lanka very well and the true test of this was I had a lot of friends who have come for this wedding and I was the one who on our ride in was talking to the driver making sure we've we've stopped certain places uh, making sure that we can have the experiences that we as a group need to have. And we're a group of people who speak many other languages other than English. But in this case, Sinhalese just happened to be my forte and I was able to use that for the benefit of the group. So it was a true test of how far I've come in learning my own mother tongue. And this whole process, really there's a cycle of self-sabotage. And I see this in my own siblings and some of my cousins in that they can actually understand the language extremely well but they are simply, they self-sabotage themselves in that by trying to be perfect, they never actually attempt to speak the language and they never make mistakes and they are never corrected. So their ability to speak the language, their spoken Sinhalese in this case, is just absolutely atrocious. And I still have this problem now. As I said, I'm great 95% of the times, but every now and then I will get something wrong. And an example of a word I got wrong was I was talking about um, we were on a international park and i was asking the driver about leopards now i actually used uh, the wrong word which loosely resembled leopard but had you know it's almost a fictitious word it did not exist but the driver was still able to understand what i was trying to say i was able to get information about where we might see leopards now i actually only realized this morning that i'd used the completely wrong word for leopard And, you know, I I used to be embarrassed by things like this, but now I said, okay, well, that's a learning opportunity. I'm aware that the word I used for leopard is wrong, and here is the correct word. And so when you are trying to learn a language where you do have elementary proficiency in the sense that you can understand and comprehend it quite well because you've grown up in a household where they're speaking Sinhalese or Tamil or Cantonese or Mandarin, when you try to now practice that, you almost have to be willing to look stupid, which is something common for everyone learning a language. By looking stu- stupid, you can make mistakes and ask for feedback. Now, at the same time as I've been improving uh, my own mother tongue, and I've gotten to a point where I'm very happy. I can definitely go further, and I'm going to go further. But for now, um, I've really put myself to the test in what I've been able to achieve. I've also been trying to learn little bits and pieces of other languages. And I realized the big difference. When I was in, in Indonesia, I was speaking a little bit of Bahasa, um, just learning some basic mannerisms, saying thank you and hello, good morning, good night, Terry kasih for thank you. And I learned a few regional uh, variations of that whilst I was in Jakarta. And the only way to kind of E- even get to a level where you can count to one, one to three, and you can uh, say hi to somebody. You just need to go ahead and look look stupid, and you're going to sound stupid doing it. Because I remember um, there is a Jakarta variation of saying uh, thank you, and you actually drop the Terry and Terry McCarthy, and you say Makasimba, uh, which you would direct to a, uh, a maybe a female service staff member who you think is younger than you. So it's like saying, thank you, younger sister, or thank you, young woman. And it really felt unnatural for me to say that phrase. But over time, you lose that sense of embarrassment. So I think being able to make mistakes and be embarrassed is a very natural thing. And for my friend's wedding, we're actually staying in a part of Uh, Sri Lanka where Tamil is the predominantly spoken language. So me and my friends we've kind of got this challenge and they're actually facing the same problem with Tamil that I faced with Sinhalese in that a lot of them have been educated predominantly in English but they can understand Tamil very well. So we've all kind of got this challenge where we're trying to use as much Tamil in our day-to-day interactions as possible. Now this morning I went up to somebody and I tried to order 4 cups of tea without sugar. Now. My Tamil was so bad, it was so fragmented, and I was almost saying one word, pause, one word, pause, that the service member actually laughed at me. And they didn't speak Tamil, but they understood I was trying to speak very bad Tamil. And even though they couldn't speak it, they actually laughed because it was so bad. But then I got a somebody who works at our hotel who does speak Tamil, and I repeated the same thing in extremely broken Tamil. I said, can I have four cups of tea without sugar. And then I asked in Sinhalese because they happen to be bilingual, I asked them, did you understand that? And he said, yes, I understood. And when our tea came out about 10 minutes later, we had four cups of tea. I took a drink and it had no sugar. So I knew that that had been a very successful interaction with that person. Later, I did ask them how I could go about saying that phrase in a better way i'm using a combination of the knowledge that my friends have as well as a bit of google translate and sometimes that doesn't really match what you need to know but often it is good enough because what i have done in this process is saying take that concept of perfectionism that i have to use the exact correct sequence of words and maybe the exact correct word for this situation and just say something that is close enough because often you will get the point across and somebody who is more proficient in the language that you are trying to speak in will fill in those gaps. And they may even, if they're very generous with their time and with their knowledge, they may actually help you correct yourselves. And what I did is after that transaction, after we had our tea, I actually asked the same person I spoke to, how would you order four cups of tea um, without sugar? And he took me through that process. So by going through that, I actually got better at this. And I also realized that I tried to learn French for many years in university. And I always tell people, you know, doing these French classes after after class was almost useless in the sense that it. I got to a point where I had a really, I, I could watch a French movie and understand it and read some subtitles and get some meaning out of it. But when it came to actually speaking the language, I was far too embarrassed to speak it. But when I found myself in France for a week last year, All of a sudden, I was confronted with the reality that I needed to speak as much French as possible, that not everyone spoke English, and it was okay to make mistakes because for the most part, when you go and experience different cultures, people will appreciate you trying to make an effort, even if they can only understand 40% of what you say, they can infer the remaining 60 And I think it brings people a lot of pride when you are trying to make a real attempt at learning a language, at learning their language, in, in, you know, their language specifically. So when it comes to language learning, I think there really are two categories. When you're learning a language that is completely foreign to you, you are almost lucky in in the sense that because you lack knowledge in that language, you can go ahead and make more mistakes. You might not even realize you've made a mistake until later. But when you're speaking that language and making those mistakes, you are getting further by engaging in that process. Now, if you are in a situation where that language has, you've been exposed to it through your family, for example, um, and you can understand that language, you are almost at a disadvantage because you know what perfect Tamil or perfect Sinhalese or perfect Cantonese and Mandarin sounds like. And because you don't sound the way that the perfect version of that language sounds like, you are now afraid to speak it. And that is a huge detriment to your success in progressing your ability. So it is something to be aware that language learning is the truly the realm where things like perfectionism, self-sabotage and low confidence really take root. And we need to be very, I think, very open to making mistakes and to sounding silly, to sounding stupid. And just remember, ask for feedback when you can. So. I'm gonna end this episode there. I personally am really excited about speaking broken Tamil and speaking broken Bahasa Indonesian and speaking broken Malay when I get to Malaysia because I know people are gonna appreciate my efforts even if they can't have a conversation with me. It makes the transactions that I have so much more fluid and you actually get something out of a culture that is much deeper than if you simply try to speak English and speak to somebody in the language that you are comfortable in because every language has something special about it. And when you speak to people in a language that they are deeply familiar with, uh, you will often extract uh, life stories and interesting tidbits that you would have not if you chose to speak in a, a quite widely internationally used language such as English. So I'll end this episode here. And to all of you listening to this, I wish you great success on all your endeavors. You've just made it through another episode of Monologues by Hassie. It brings me great pleasure to know that you made it to the end. To listen to more episodes, subscribe on your favourite podcast app or visit monologuesbyhassi.com. Thanks for swinging by.